0: We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Welcome to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. A beloved teacher of the Course who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Oh, how good it
2: is to be together. It's Thanksgiving week. And gratitude is part of our spiritual practice. We know that. Yes, yes, yes. Gratitude is the energetic that multiplies the good. Whatever we give thanks for, whatever we put our attention on, we are multiplying it, right? Energy flows where our attention goes. All of our thoughts produce form at some level. So gratitude is producing the form of multiplying The good. (laughs) How great is that? So often we look so far and wide and hard with so much energy to get the good. We're going out, hunting it down, getting it and bringing it home. When the good is right here, we can multiply it in our heart with ease and grace. So let's start with that. A prayer of gratitude and thanksgiving. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart and to take a deep breath with me. Consciously, we're centering in. And by doing this practice of placing our hand on our heart, breathing in love, breathing out gratitude, we are literally boosting our immune system for the next six hours. There's a physical, immediate experience of the good magnifying right now, but by this simple act. And as we take another breath of gratitude, we give thanks for our life, our precious life. Breathing in this love, this gratitude, we give thanks that we can and we do partner up with the higher Holy Spirit Self and that we are never alone. We are one with the one. Continuing to breathe in gratitude and counting our blessings, we invoke divine grace and divine faith into our heart and into our mind, saying yes with the fullness of our attention, saying yes to love, saying yes to light, saying yes to all the blessings, sharing the benefits with our brothers and sisters because we're one with them. So naturally, everything that we accept and receive for ourselves, receiving the gifts of God, we share the benefits with everyone. So consciously sharing the benefits of our healing and our expansion from this prayerful moment right now, from every aspect of our life, right now we're sharing the benefits so that all are lifted, all boats rise on this holy tide of love. And we give thanks that we can share, that we remember to share. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you for being my prayer partner today. And I also would like to extend an invitation to you to be my prayer partner every day. So I have a couple of ways that you can participate in my prayer circle. I record a new prayer every single day. I call it my power prayer. And you can dial in and listen to it from anywhere. It's very simple. It's a Southern California number. I'm going to give it to you in just a moment. And that it's, there's no um, charge for the call unless it's a toll call for you from where you're calling from. And you can also find this number on the prayer page at jenniferhadley.com. But you can call every day and be my prayer partner. Be one of my power prayer circle. There are people from all over the world who participate in the power prayer. So we're sharing the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone, with all beings, every day together. And that number is 760 760- 569 6005 zero, zero, six, five, six, six, zero, zero, five. One more time. 760-569-6005. And you can also sign up to receive my daily email, which contains a link to listen to the prayer online. And then there's no phone call involved at all. It's totally free. And you can sign up for my daily shot of Spiritual Espresso, which includes written inspiration and the recorded prayer at JenniferHadley.com on the blog page. So I invite you to be my prayer partner. Yay! So, Thanksgiving week, it's always, uh, boy, it's such an important week in my life. It has such significance for so many reasons. So, I'm going to share with you personally this week. It's just you and me, and there's no guest, so we get to be together. How wonderful. And... My birthday is very often on Thanksgiving. My birthday is November 28th, and this year it's the Monday after Thanksgiving, but very often my birthday is on Thanksgiving, or it's the day before, it's the day after. And I have had so many wonderful birthdays because my birthday was at Thanksgiving, and when I was a little girl, I... I kind of made it to believe that the whole world was celebrating my birthday <laughs> because my birthday was on Thanksgiving and it was such a big deal in our family and the family would gather and I love to be with the family. I really love to be with all the loved ones around and, and food is love, right? <laughs> so sharing delicious food and wonderful company was the very best gift I could ever receive on my birthday and I have to say it still is. And, also, I can honestly say that I have actually ruined a number of Thanksgivings through my own personal upsets and being angry, resentful, and disappointed, and unforgiving, and judgmental, and throwing a hissy fit, as my grandmother would say, on Thanksgiving. I have really... I've, I've ruined quite a few holidays and Thanksgivings and my birthdays because of that. And so I've done the deep forgiveness work. I have forgiven myself for all those debts and trespasses that I've created through those upsets. And because of my own personal experience of destroying that sense of love and connection temporarily uh, uh, by having a upset on thanksgiving and remember course miracles tells us anger is never justified well i didn't know that then i thought my anger was completely and totally justified i thought my judgments and my disappointments and my resentments were completely justified i had a thick file of notes and evidence to support each and every one of them And I thought it was my job to keep the catalog of those resentments and disappointments, the hurts. I thought it was my job to keep track of them all and to hold on to the grudges. I really did. And I'm so grateful now that I don't feel that way anymore. I feel now just the opposite, that it is my responsibility. It is my response. Ability, my ability to respond to those situations with love, compassion, non-judgment, and forgiveness. And I'm so grateful now that I see and I accept my responsibility, my ability to respond. So I would like to share with you uh, one of the most powerful Thanksgiving memories I've ever had related to healing in the family and it was uh thanksgiving 2007 and uh the healing really happened the sunday before thanksgiving and so that particular sunday i was speaking i was giving the evening sermon at uh, the agape international spiritual center in los angeles where i speak usually one sunday evening a month at the evening service been doing that for many years and so this Sunday evening I was speaking the week before Thanksgiving and I was going to be leaving the service and going right to LAX the airport to get on a plane to get on a red-eye to go to the East Coast to be with my family who were gathered at my parents house and uh, my parents live on an island off the coast of Maine and at that time my mom had been very sick for about two and a half years. And um, for two and a half years, she had been living with this a terminal cancer diagnosis, lung cancer, and brain cancer, and very um, intense situation. And uh, through the couple of years, the two and a half years that I'd walked this path with my mom and my dad, my brother, our family with my mom's illness, there had been a tremendous amount of healing emotionally and mentally, and there had been a lot of upset too, because there were a lot of choices that my parents made around my mom's treatments that I didn't agree with the way they held it in their mind. I didn't agree with, for instance, uh, when my mom first got the diagnosis in 2005, the doctors told her she had a couple of months to live. And I did not believe that. It did not feel true to me. And I also felt that I, I took offense. How is it that a doctor could tell my mother that she only has a couple of months to live? And in such a way that she would feel compelled to agree with that. And I I was angry that there was this agreement uh, around my mother's future. And it wasn't the future that I wanted for her or for our family. And so I was angry that my parents and my brother were agreeing to this prognosis, this diagnosis. And me having uh, been a spiritual practitioner, a licensed science of mind practitioner for seven years at that point, uh, well, five years, I guess, uh, when she got the diagnosis, and being in ministerial school when she got the diagnosis, uh, I I was angry, too, that I was the only one in my family that knew that all healing was at the level of the mind. So my family didn't know it. The doctors didn't know it. I was the only one that knew it, and I was angry that nobody agreed with me, and nobody really wanted to hear what I had to say in terms of being a spiritual healing teacher in the family. That was not my role in the family, and it's still not my role in the family. My family's made it really clear to me that I am not their teacher, and I'm glad that they have. I'm glad that they have because... They have clear boundaries around that and they have also helped me to recognize when it is appropriate for me to share an insight or a thought and when it's not. So now I have learned that if I have an intuition or an insight around somebody who's going through a challenge or experiencing their life instead of telling them what they should do or what they could do or what I think about it, I've learned to pause and say, hmm, I have some thoughts around that, and uh, I'm just wondering, would you like to hear them? Would you like me to share them with you? And then that gives people an opportunity to ask for them and to receive them gracefully, and it really shifts the energy. So that was one of the first huge lessons that I got around my family and my mother's illness. So in the two and a half years between... Her initial diagnosis, prognosis, and that Thanksgiving that I had such a healing in two thousand seven. There was a lot of water flowing under the bridge of our relationship and that bridge of time there, and I became an avid course of miracles student during that time, and. I became devoted to my spiritual practice of non-judgment and forgiveness. And I became clear exactly when and where each opinion, each judgment that I had was creating upset. And I became committed to developing the discipline of releasing the attachment to my opinions and judgments so that I could be free And share the benefits of my liberation and my experience of freedom with all my brothers and sisters, including everyone in my family. So I found myself in those years many, many, many times being with my family for weeks at a time, assisting my mom, taking her to uh, treatments that I didn't agree with, and to uh, many, many weeks and and months of spending time with my family and supporting them in the choices that they made even though I didn't agree with them. And there were many times when just my mom's eating a cookie would upset me because I thought, well, that sugar is feeding the cancer. And then I'd be upset with myself. If you know all thoughts produce form at some level, why are you thinking the thought that what she's eating isn't good for her? Be supportive. Know that whatever she's eating is nourishing the body temple. That it is of service to the spirit. That every part of life is holy. Don't allow yourself to make these pronouncements and judgments. Your thoughts are creating form at some level. Is that what you want to see? Is that what you want to see? More sickness and more illness? Or are you willing to be disciplined in your thoughts, Jennifer? And so there were many, many times in that experience of my mom's illness where I was literally brought to my knees and I would get down literally on my knees or I would lie on the floor prostrate as a way of acknowledging my willingness to surrender the judgments, to surrender the opinions, to surrendering the thoughts that I thought I knew what was best for anybody. When heck, a lot of time, I didn't know what was best for me. How dare I think I know what's best for anyone else? How dare I judge them? Nobody gave me permission, and it's ruining my life. There is no love in that, is what I learned. And very, very often, I would find myself literally getting down on my knees, saying, I'm not interested in these thoughts anymore. I'm only interested in the thoughts I think with God. Holy Spirit, help me. Higher self, help me. Angels, ascended masters, help me. Help me to only know love. To only be interested in love. I'm not interested in the suffering anymore. I'm not interested in the judgments anymore. I'm not interested in the opinions anymore. I'm not interested in the blame or the shame or the regret or the resentment or the thought of revenge. And I would give thanks. I would give thanks sitting In my meditation cushion, lying on the floor, down on my knees, surrendering over and over and over again, the thoughts that I did not need and did not want anymore. And I learned to share the benefits with everyone because I'm one with them. That was when I really began to have an understanding of true thanksgiving and true gratitude. And I saw the love multiply in my life. And I'm going to share the rest of the story with you when we come back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk on Unity Online Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever-stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you.
3: Working at Unity Village is more than just a good job. It's good work. We're a not-for-profit organization that helps people around the globe live more abundant and meaningful lives. Our work environment is unique in keeping with the heritage of Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, visionary founders of the Unity movement. At the same time, Unity is a 21st century workplace. Job seekers will find plenty of challenges in a wide range of specialties, from information technology to culinary arts, communications to publishing, prayer ministry to retreats and more. Employees are eligible for a variety of perks and benefits, including a campus setting with year-round activities and a four-day work week in many departments. To see what employment opportunities await you, visit us at unityjobs.org and apply today.
0: What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges, and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Reverend Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
1: You for tuning in for Living A Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley.
2: And so, continuing my story of my extraordinary healing from Thanksgiving of 2007, I had so much learning in those years that my mom was so sick with cancer. It was such a stressful time in our family and I know a lot of families go through this so I know a lot of people know what I'm talking about and what I can tell you is that my mom and I were never really close and so when she got that terminal diagnosis, prognosis, one of the things that was so upsetting to me is that I still had a lot of unresolved stuff with my mom. There was still just there wasn't a sense of clean, unconditional love between us. And so now I thought, oh, no, I, I thought I would have many, many years to continue to work on this. And now they're saying, no, you have a couple of months and I I knew that she didn't have a couple of months. I really felt that it was about three years. And, uh, but even so, I just didn't, I mean, of course, nobody, I mean, I sure as heck didn't want to have life without my mom. So, but I particularly did not, I could not bear the idea that we would not be able to resolve the challenges in our relationship before she died. And I'd been trying and my mom had been trying for years and years and we were just not making it. And uh we were doing better than we'd ever been doing but we still had a lot of just irritation between us, frustration between us, disappointment between us. Uh unmet expectations between us. And of course it's all ego stuff. And maybe some of it was from past lives, this life. I don't know. It doesn't even matter anymore. But all I knew was I did not feel that I was able to give and receive perfect, unconditional love with my mom. And that was upsetting to me. And I didn't know how to shift it. But I was doing everything I could think of. So I started working the Course of Miracles like a... With a fierce devotion and dedication, it really spoke to me. I had such a, uh, intimate connection with the voice in the Course. It, every single line just about made perfect sense to me and felt like it spoke right into my heart and was like a healing arrow. And so, the the work with the course and particularly studying the text in the teacher's manual, to me felt like I, my morning practice felt like eating dessert at the beginning of every day with my my blessed lover, and uh, it was very healing and nourishing to me. But the thing that really, really did the trick was my feeling compelled to surrender every single moment of upset around my relationship with my mom and also my dad and my brother because we had conflicting ideas about the treatments, the doctors, all of that. I didn't even want to go into it now. And uh, so... But I was supportive. I drove her to the, the treatments and all of those things and, and I spent a lot of time with them and I was very grateful, very, very grateful that my schedule and my work allowed me to, to go and take, take my laptop and work on the road and those kinds of things. And in that, on that Sunday night before Thanksgiving 2007, when I was speaking at Agape, I felt a fire inside of me and what I feel in the the time right before Thanksgiving is there's an opportunity to speak right into the, the heart of people's listening and that's always my intention to speak into the highest possibility of listening that anyone could possibly bring to that moment and so I was intending to send a message right into the heart of everyone who was gathered there at Agape that night. And I always turn it over to the higher Holy Spirit self. And I say, speak through me. And I say, Jesus speaks through me. Mother Mary speaks through me. St. Francis speaks through me. My beloved teacher speaks through me. Allow me to represent the Christ Presence. And so, I set that strong intention and I pour a lot of energy into it and I gratefully turn it over and then I see what pours through. And one of the things that happened right at the beginning of the service as I started to uh give the sermon was I... I shared with people that in my own experience, there were many times in my family gatherings, particularly at the holidays and Thanksgiving, where I would go into that holiday meeting with my family and I would think, I'm going to get disappointed again. This is going to be another disaster. It's going to be another bummer. I'm not going to get the love that I want. I'm not going to get the appreciation and the recognition that I want. People are gonna argue with me and fight with me and it's gonna blow up. I just know it's gonna be a disappointment. Or I would go in with the expectation that people would finally give me something that I thought I needed from them. And very often I would be disappointed. My expectations were attachments. I was attached and so of course I didn't know that I was creating my own suffering. And what I learned was that if I'm interested in having a loving experience, I've got to bring the love. i got to be the one. I can't look to someone else to give it to me. I have to be the one. And I cannot give love or forgiveness or compassion in order to get anything. I am not going to be interested, I am not interested in being controlling and manipulative anymore. I don't give to get anymore. So I was explaining this to the folks at Agape that night. And I said, I realized that the way to transform my relationship with my family and my experience in my family at holiday time was for me to take responsibility for the opportunity for me to bring the love and if there was someone that was doing something that created a disturbance in me created an upset an irritation or a frustration in me that was my opportunity to bring the love and I could give thanks and not only could I give thanks I could say instead of waiting for them to change or shift I could say oh there's an opportunity for love to be brought forth here. Love is the healer. There is no other healer. I can be a loving presence in my own life and share the benefits with everyone who has gathered. Let me go first. I can see it. I can be it. I can see it and I can be it. Let me go first. Now this was a completely different way of operating from before because before I would sit with my arms crossed across my chest, my legs crossed, saying, let me just see what you're going to give me. Let me just see what you're going to do. I'm not sharing the love until I see what's happening here. And I changed that around and I said, nope, let me go first. I'll go first. I'll go first with forgiveness. I'll go first with compassion. I'll go first with kindness. I will go first with the love. Let me go first. Please let me go first. Not that I needed a pat on the back or praise for that. That was another thing, letting that go. I don't need to get that positive reinforcement from anybody anymore. It is my joy to be the love. And that shifted things in my family. So that night at at Agape, I I was explaining this. I said, if you really would like to have a different experience of your family holidays this year and forevermore for the rest of your life, Go first. Go first no matter what happens. Forgive first. Be compassionate first. Be kind first. Be appreciative first. Be loving first. Be thankful first. Be the first one to be patient. Be first. And you will recognize that the love of God has the power to transform everything through you and as you. Stop waiting for somebody else to bring you the love. It's never going to happen that way. You have to be it. You've got to be it in order to see it. And when you can see that there's an opportunity for love, jump right in. Don't hesitate. Don't wait for permission and don't care how it looks. When love gets a little messy or goofy or sloppy, nobody gets angry. Everybody just relaxes. They're grateful. Even if it's a little awkward, you can laugh. And you know what you can do is you can say, you know, I don't know how to do this really well, but I just want to tell you I love and appreciate you, and I'm glad I get to have Thanksgiving with you. I'm glad. I'm glad you bring that casserole every year. I'm glad you bring up the same conversation every year. I'm glad I get to be with you. Instead of thinking, oh, I don't want to hear that sad story again this year, I'm glad I can put my arms around you and love you. They may never tell that sad story again because you took that moment and went first. Instead of complaining about them, you don't have the right to complain about anybody. Who who made you the one that can complain about anyone? Really, is that what you want to put your precious life energy into, complaining when you could go first in love and transform every single experience of the whole holiday season? See, in God, there's no big or small. You don't have to think, oh, that's some heavy lifting. I I, I can't do that. No, you give it over and you say, do it through me. I'm available. And you know what? When you are willing to step aside and let the love pour through you and you don't know how to make it happen, you don't know how to do it, that's primo. Because on the way through, that love is going to be like a roto-rooter, healing all the resentments and regrets and unkindness and impatience that you've ever held on to. The habits of negativity will be healed while that river of love is pouring through you. And so I asked that people on that Sunday night at Agape in 2007 before Thanksgiving. I said, are you willing to play all in tonight? Are you willing to say yes to this message? Because if you're going to hold anything back, I'm going to ask you to leave right now. There is no room in this room right now for anybody who's a little bit willing. You know, you've got to be all in if you want to get this message tonight. And I am asking you to play all in and realize that your happiness depends on it. And the salvation of the world depends on your willingness to be the loving presence in your own life that you are born to be. Do not wait another minute. And if you want to wait, you can go way outside. I'm going to ask you to leave right now. People were kind of surprised at that. It's not often that a minister will... (laughs) ask people to leave the sanctuary at the beginning of the sermon. But I, nobody left. Nobody left. And what I did was I gave them the opportunity to say, I'm all in. I'm all in. So many people are just hanging out on the outskirts of an incredible life of love and joy. They're waiting to see what others will do before they agree to be the love. What is that? What is that? We don't need to figure out where that came from or how that got started. All we have to do is say, I am not interested in that anymore. That is playing small at such a level. I can't get down that low anymore. I am willing to fly high on the wings of the Holy Spirit. And that's all I'm interested in. The Holy Spirit will guide me if I'm willing. And I'm willing. I'm willing to be first. I'm willing to bring the love. I'm willing to say yes and be all in. So what happened was that was an amazing service. I could feel we were at a healing vortex. The willingness was so high. The willingness was so open. The heart, the mind was available. The pain and suffering of the past was dropping away. It was beautiful. And I left Agape and I went to the airport to catch that red eye to go to Maine to be with my family and while I was sitting on the plane we were actually sitting on the tarmac waiting to go and on a red eye as soon as they can they they get everybody buckled in and they turn out the lights so people can go to sleep and even get to sleep before the plane takes off the ground. So I was sitting there in the dark in prayer and All of a sudden, I felt this energy moving in my heart chakra. And it became so strong and so intense, it literally pushed me back against the chair. I felt pressed against the chair like I could not get up. It felt like an airplane propeller was in my heart chakra, spinning and spinning and spinning like this giant roto-rooter happening in my heart. And it was so visceral and so profound. I asked spirit, what is happening here? What is happening here? And I heard they're praying for you. They're praying for you. And I felt literally that it was the angels praying for me and the people who were there that night. Because I told them about my daily power prayer just as I told you at the beginning of the show here. And I... I said the number over and over again until every single person took out their cell phone and put it in their speed dial. (laughs) And I said, don't allow yourself to complain anymore. There are no excuses for your complaints anymore. When you feel lost or hopeless or upset or angry or irritated or frustrated, call for a prayer. Even if you only listen to the first 30 seconds of the prayer, that'll get you started. That'll remind you, place your hand on your heart and take a breath of gratitude in that you can take responsibility. You have the ability to respond with love. I said, you never know when there might be somebody that you meet who needs a prayer. And you may not feel comfortable praying with them. You could give them that number if it's in your phone. And so I kept giving them the number until they all put it in their phone. I was being very uh, demanding that night. It was just I was on fire with the Holy Spirit and at the end of the sermon, I said, and if you feel you don't know what to pray for or what to pray about, I said, I'd like to ask for prayers for me and my mom, for my family. Because my mom is really sick. And I know prayer works. And my mom and I don't always get along. And we're trying to heal that. And I want to heal that before she dies. So please, if you don't know what to pray for, pray for me and my mom. So I was sitting on that plane feeling my heart being cleared out and cleaned out. And I was accepting the prayer from wherever it was coming. My willingness was total. It was 100%. And when our willingness is total 100%, anything can be lifted off us. No matter how negative the thought is, no matter how horrific the experience was, and the unforgiveness, we can be healed. So I'm going to continue the story in just a couple minutes. We'll be right back. We're on Unity Online Radio. Walk in the talk, Living a Course of Miracles.
1: Affirm the good that flows within you And stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word.
3: The present moment is the point of action in my life, my opportunity to create my bliss. There is no need to ruminate on the past or daydream about the future when I can do something constructive with the now. Taking advantage of the present moment is like waking up in the morning. I'm no longer in a dreamlike state. Instead, I'm fully awake and aware of what is before me. Why postpone the life I desire? Right here and right now, I can begin creating it. That may mean making a business plan, enrolling in school, or moving a relationship to the next level. Whatever my dreams, I can advance them in the present moment, guided and supported by God, I live my best life now.
1: Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word digital magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. From on the air to on the sea Pack your bags and come with me Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter, young With all the things you love to do Hey, hey, treat yourself to more A little more summer, a little more sun A little less work and a lot more fun A little more beach, a little more sand a little less stress and a lot more pain. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less dew. Where the light may be. hey, hey. Hey, hey. You've been listening to Living a Course in Miracles Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with a community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Now, back to Living A Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. And so
2: we're back with my Thanksgiving healing story. And uh, I fully accepted that healing that was happening. That night on that plane, sitting there in the dark with all those other people i I literally was pressed against that seat, and I could not move. I had to accept the healing. <laughs> it was so powerful, and that week, I had planned to only be there for uh, five days, six days as I was coming back to uh, host Gary Renard speaking at Agape that Sunday, the next Sunday after Thanksgiving. And I had a lot of plans. Uh, I'm a busy person. and uh, But uh, I believe it was the day before Thanksgiving, my mom and my dad called my brother and I into uh, the den and for a serious chat. And they told us that my mom had... made the decision to be in hospice care. For those of you who don't know what hospice care means, it means that you're, you're deciding not to try to heal the illness anymore. Now it's about making yourself comfortable, uh, in your final days. So, my mom went into hospice care at home and I told my parents I was going to stay through the end of the year and uh, they had no idea how long it would be Uh, and I actually ended up staying for five months so I stayed um, through my, my mom's passing and the miracle happened it really happened and What happened was every single bit of upset that I'd ever had against my mom or myself in relationship to my mom or how I had treated her, spoken to her, disrespected her, all of it was gone miraculously. And I I mean, I kid you not, it was 100% cleared away and gone. And I was able to spend those last four months of my mom's life and the last month with my dad after her death, her transition, in peace. Now, it was a very, very stressful time because she was becoming more and more incapacitated every day. And uh, there was a lot of suffering and it was very challenging. And we got to bask in the light of unconditional love with each other and day after day in caring for her uh, because I became a 24-hour caregiver along with my dad uh, and it was winter time in Maine on an island off the coast there so we were totally focused (laughs) on the three of us and our relationship, our supporting each other, loving each other, appreciating each other and We were completely focused and centered in the joy, the unconditional joy that can be experienced when we are allowing unconditional love to be the focus of our life. It was so extraordinary for me, I'd never had that experience with my mom of, She was totally willing to receive the unconditional love and I was totally willing to give it and back and forth. At one point she said to me that she had some regrets about things related to me and her, she had some judgments about herself as a mom. And I looked her right in the eye and I said, mom, there is not one thing I'm holding against you. Is there anything you're holding against me? And she said, no, absolutely not. I said, we're free, Mom. We're free. We just get to love each other now. And it was clear. It was 100%. It was true. There was not, I wasn't making it up, and neither was she. And because of the the challenge of taking care of someone who's in a bed, bedridden and all of that, who can't dress and clean themselves and things like that. I spent a lot of time rubbing creams and essential oils and herbs and all kinds of things on my mom's face and arms and legs and feet, her whole body, wiping her, cleaning her, massaging her, moisturizing her, giving her a facial every day, all of these things. Actually, her face looked better than had ever had in her whole life I was giving her the best care and I got to just be with her and we would just look into each other's eyes loving each other the way a mother and child can do when there is total symbiotic love being shared only we were both adults We were both adults. It was extraordinary. And it was the gift that she gave to me that she did take three years to make her transition. So in those years, I had all that time to facilitate the healing. Now, In A Course in Miracles talks about special relationship and a holy relationship special relationship is an ego-based relationship. A holy relationship is a spirit-based relationship. And it says in the Course that only one person in the relationship has to ask the Holy Spirit to transform that relationship and make it holy. And it will be done. And it says that very often that that transformation can be excruciating because there's resistance to giving up the old structure, the ego structure. So what I'm sharing with you is that if you recognize that any of your relationships feel ego-based, you can ask the Holy Spirit to transform that relationship. You can give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. And you can have a healing. Only one person has to do it. Only one person has to ask once. The Holy Spirit will get to work. And then any time that you feel the resistance, you feel the upset, you feel the disappointment, the regret, the attachments, the expectations, it is your job to go first and make that holy offering. You don't have to know how to release the judgments and opinions. You just have to be willing. Your little willingness is all that's required. So be willing moment by moment. There were times when I had to make a holy offering of the attachments and the expectations and the upsets a hundred or more times a day before I had that deep healing. But I was committed. I was committed. And I give thanks that I saw that I could make that choice, that I was the one. I didn't have to wait for my mom to make a choice. I could do it for both of us. So as you're preparing to go into your holidays with your family, be willing to go first. Do not wait for anyone else. To do the heavy lifting. You do it. You give it to the Holy Spirit. You turn it over. You do not have to know how. The ego will tell you you have to figure out how. And you can say get thee behind me. I'm not interested in that anymore. I'm only interested in love. Lesson 315 in the workbook. Says all gifts my brothers give belong to me. I thank you, Father, for the many gifts that come to me today and every day from every son of God. My brothers and sisters are unlimited in all their gifts to me. Now may I offer them my thankfulness. That gratitude to them may lead me on to my creator and God's memory. So my mother helped me. Clarify my mind and make my commitment to be willing, total. I couldn't have done it without her. The upset that I felt, the love that I felt, the connection that I felt, the conflict that I felt in my relationship with my mom motivated me to stop messing around and get real with the Holy Spirit and to have a holy relationship. My brothers and sisters are unlimited in all their gifts to me. They have all these gifts. Everything that we share, every loving choice that we make, every thought that we think is shared with all of our brothers and sisters. Lesson 123, I thank my father for his gifts to me. Be glad today in loving thankfulness. Your father has not left you to yourself, nor let you wander in the dark alone. We are together, and we are beings of love and light. It's time for us to stop bearing false witness against ourselves or anyone else and to recognize it's our opportunity to go first, and now we know it. So I'm going to invite you to place your hand on your heart with me. Be my prayer partner right now. Let's take a breath of gratitude and let us give thanks for every member of our family, every loved one, every friend. Let us give thanks for every person who has ever challenged us in any way, at any time, anywhere. Let us give thanks for every opportunity that we have to be the love. As we breathe in love and gratitude, we invoke the higher Holy Spirit self once again. We invoke the Holy Spirit into our relationships, into our heart and mind to do the heavy lifting of every judgment, every opinion, every attachment, every resentment, every regret, every doubt, every worry, every thought of fear, blame, or shame, every thought of revenge, we are willing right now to place anything that we've been holding onto and no longer need onto the holy altar fire of divine love. We invoke divine grace into every nook and cranny of our awareness. Turning on the light expels the darkness, and we know that now we are the light. The light has come, and we are giving thanks to be the light in our own life. We are effulgent light beings. This is our true identity and our true nature, and we rejoice to share the benefits with all of our brothers and sisters, with all beings, including Mother Earth, the plant kingdom, the animal kingdom, the water, the air. We are saying yes to love. Love is the healer, and we know that now. We accept our responsibility to be the love. We're not waiting anymore. In gratitude, we accept the gifts, and we share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with all. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com and live a course in miracles, every day, in every way.
0: There is nothing more
3: thrilling than feeling your direct connection with your source, your spirit. In those moments, you are soaring, knowing that you can be, do, or have anything you want. But what do you do when real life hits you straight on? (gasps) Let's get real. This is practical spirituality for a busy, bustling world. Join us every Friday at noon Central Time for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Where we explore leading-edge principles and break down the law of attraction so it works for you every day. When you are off the mountaintop, join us for this delicious exploration of attraction principles with your host, Ray Zander.